Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 27 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make healthful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number 19, Managing Boredom Eating. And on today's episode, we'll talk about why your healthy eating habits may have gone haywire during COVID-19, and we'll share some strategies to help you navigate this new routine. Hi guys, and thanks for tuning in today. Um, well, we are now a few months into COVID-19 and you know, this might be a tough time for everyone, no matter what situation you're in. Our normal routine has definitely been interrupted. Um, no one knows what to expect and you might be feeling a little stressed or a little overwhelmed. Um, and you might be feeling bored or lonely or frustrated or basically, you know, any and all emotions right now. Um, and really all of this disruption and these emotions that we're feeling can lead to a change in our eating habits. That's right. And you know, Catherine, actually, as you were saying, you know, a change, um, you know, and no one really knows what to expect, nor do we know what day it is, right? Like, what oh, I have no idea. Is it? What month is it? I mean, here it's almost like the end of, well, it's mid-May and, um, you know, when we're recording and it's it's just crazy. But um, so, yeah, people really do eat for a wide variety of reasons. These are probably not going to be a surprise to you as the listener. Um, of course, it's out of hunger, um, you know, for social reasons. So when you're at a party or a celebration, uh, celebration or some kind of gathering, uh, emotional reasons. So when you're happy, sad, bored, or worried, um, and these are all perfectly normal reasons to eat, right? Because we get a lot of enjoyment out of eating. Um, I have to admit to, in true confession, I've been finding myself eating when I'm procrastinating. Like when there's something I just don't want to do on my to-do list, I'm like, maybe I'll have a little snack and then delay the, the inevitable. But I love it. I, I'm probably very guilty of that as well. So yeah. So you yeah. might, that might um, resonate with some of you listeners too. <laughs> yes. So, you know, there, again, there's a lot of reasons that we eat. Um, and today what we really want to focus on is boredom eating. Um, and really our intention with this topic is to kind of help you make peace with it and all the reasons that you might be eating right now. Um, but then also kind of, you know, encourage you or give you some tips to adjust if you feel like your food choices right now are kind of zapping your energy or they don't make you feel your best. Um, and I just have to say like, so little, you know, brief side note about how I've been eating during, you know, ever since we were sent home from work, we're working from home, just schedules are insane. Like for a little while I was like, boy, I'm doing great. I'm making my meals. And then like, I kind of went off the rails for a little bit and I really <laughs> did notice. I was like, wow. I'm like, I kind of just don't feel well. Like I don't have energy. So then like, it took me a little while to steer myself to get back on track, but yeah, it's just totally normal. If again, your eating habits have really gone haywire. That's right. And I think that's a great point, actually, how they've like ebbed and flowed. Like maybe like initially you were very kind of aligned with what you would normally do as far as your routine and uh, adjusted easily. And then, you know, a few weeks in, you know, you're kind of like feeling a little lost, which I, I feel like yeah. I've kind of been in that same place too. And honestly, just had to check in with myself, you know, maybe last week to say, what am I really doing that's good for me? I wasn't really being consistent with any kind of exercise. I wasn't necessarily sleeping as well or eating as well. So same thing. It's a good time to really just check in and see how you are yeah. taking care of yourself right now, which is just so important. Um, and so if you missed episode number one, which is crazy to think we're at number 19 already, that's so exciting. So way back in our kickoff uh, episode, 
episode of this podcast, we talked about the nourish pillar, which is part of our overall five to thrive philosophy. Um, and this really encourages you to honor your hunger with foods that make you feel well. So I feel like this was a good opportunity to kind of bring it back to that. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back. If you've listened, go back and re-listen. It's just kind of a very good, like straightforward kind of aha moment, you know, eat the foods that make you feel well versus those that may, um, you know, to Catherine's point, zap your energy or, or make you feel unwell. Um, you know, so again, hopefully the tips and ideas that we talk about in the, this episode will help to steer you back to those types of foods and just really help you to overcome the tendency to eat because you are stressed or, or bored and kind of just working through a lot of stuff right now. And really, you know, when we're bored, one of the easiest things to do is to fill the time with food. And, you know, especially these days when we're in the house more, it's really easy to get bored really quickly. Um, and, and honestly, you know, food is comforting and it's totally normal to celebrate or soothe with food um, if you're coping or, you know, to give you a bit of comfort. But, you know, really you don't want it to turn into a habit that then is going to take a toll on your physical health or your mental health for the long run. Um, and, you know, when we come out on the under, other end of this, you know, any weight that we gain, if we do gain any weight is truly irrelevant because to be honest, we made it. We made it through COVID. Exactly. It's like kind of like expressing gratitude for the small things, you know, so let's just think about that, um, you know, and focus on the positive and, and hopefully the light at the end of the tunnel. That's great. And yeah, yeah, waking and concerns over that really shouldn't be a concern at this point. And yeah, something that we, I should say we, and really the entire Wise Dietitian team, we've had some dialogue about something that's on social media and it's really, I feel like anywhere online, um, you know, is the quarantine 15, which is just really kind of firing us up because, you know, really, we feel like this is not the time to promote and push for weight loss, to push fad diets, which, you know, different outlets really are doing. Um, you know, this is just, it's not the right time. You know, people aren't in a space to really make some drastic change in most cases. Um, and so it can just end up resulting in, um, you know, failure, maybe more stress, frustration, more stress, and so on and so forth. Um, right. Like, honestly, we're all just trying to survive right now. Right. So like, Survival mode focus is on surviving and worry about that. <laughs> Right. So, and what that quarantine 15 is kind of referring to is the, the weight gain that, you know, people are saying that individuals might come out on the other end of this pandemic with, you know, once things are kind of all returned to um, a more normal, normal state. But really from our perspective, the pressure to remain unchanged during, you know, this is a global catastrophe. So to think that you're going to be exactly the same in any way at the end of this is just completely unrealistic. Um, you know, and of course, from the lifestyle perspective, it's not really productive or motivating. So it's kind of countering all of those, those things. And, um, it just doesn't, you know, doesn't work, uh, to, to benefit the individual. So really, um, the reality is our bodies and weight change throughout our lifetime. And certainly as a result of a major change, like we're all experiencing right now. Um, and so it's always just good to kind of like take it back to this bodies come in all shapes and sizes and one's weight does not determine your value, your worth, um, you know, or any of those things, um, kind of in the, the big picture. Exactly. I love that. And, you know, it's just, you know, to piggyback off that, you know, it's really important to just be gentle with yourself right now, be compassionate with yourself right now. Um, it's definitely not a time to compare yourself to others um, or focus on your perceived weaknesses. And I just want to emphasize the word perceived here. And I think a lot of people struggle with this, you know, me included, and not just during, you know, this COVID, but all the time, you know, especially in the era of social media. And, 
you know, everybody posts kind of the highlights of their life and, and you kind of compare yourself to that. And it's really not a fair comparison. You know, everybody struggles. Um, we all have the high points. We all have the low points, but on social media, usually you're only seeing the high points. Um, so it's really not the place to do the comparison. That's a great point. And so, you know, maybe if you're listening, you're like, well, I'm not really a boredom eater, but I'm spending a lot of time on social media and that's kind of, you know, affecting you in a similar way and not making you feel your best or it's kind of, you know, just making you feel discouraged or, um, you know, kind of challenged and so forth. You know, I think that's a good opportunity to also revisit that habit and, and figure out how you can change it. Um, so I think then the next step would really be, you know, some of these different uh, concepts and, you know, the, the idea of boredom eating is really affecting you and maybe in a negative way, um, let's figure out how to cope with it and let's kind of help you and, and provide you some tools that will help you um, just, you know, feel better and maybe get a better grip on it. Again, you know, with the motivation being that, it, you don't want to take a physical toll or a mental toll, you know, kind of on your overall health um, at the end of all of this and in the long run. So um, we're going to share some different tools out of our coping skills toolbox. I like that phrasing that you <laughs> use there, Catherine. Um, so what we actually did was we surveyed our team of dietitians and then Catherine and I ourselves weighed in um, just to share some of their strategies for combating um, boredom, hunger strikes. And, you know, we, I think we have some really great tips as a result of it. So um, Kimberly, who's one of our dietitians in New Jersey, she shared, which I love this. And I, you know, I've kind of gone through spells of doing this myself as well. Um, but at night, so if she's not hungry, but she still kind of wants that something, she'll have a nice warm cup of flavored tea, which there are so many varieties of tea, like herbal tea, decaf, you know, if you don't want that caffeine before bed. Um, and she even shared that she had fun experimenting and trying new flavors. So that could be something just to, to try, you know, maybe it's, as it's getting warmer, maybe you enjoy the iced version of that if you don't want hot tea. Um, you know, or you can even pair that, that nice cup of flavored tea or herbal tea with some kind of snack. So it's a nice little combination just to ease you into the evening and, and kind of like combat that, that feeling of boredom, stress, maybe even just get you ready for, for bedtime as well. And I like that, you know, in addition to just kind of fighting the boredom, um, you know, drinking a warm drink can be comforting. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm sick, I always want warm tea because it comforts me. So if you need a little comfort at this point in life, you know, maybe that's a good strategy. Yeah. Um, so next, Erin. So they have been enjoying doing puzzles at night. It's just a nice way to unwind from the day and get away from the screens for a little bit. Um, and also getting fresh air and walking outside when the weather is nice. Yeah. So thankful for some nice days and in the spring season that's upon us. Um, you know, so uh, another tea lover on our team here as well. Uh, so Lindy says that she also does enjoy the flavored tea, especially at nighttime. She notes a mint chocolate tea flavor that helps to curb her sweet tooth, with, which that's like an interesting uh, concept there. I know, that, that's very interesting flavor. Yeah, definitely. For tea, I mean, gosh, the flavor and, and uh, possibilities are endless, it seems. Um, so she also likes to read a book or a magazine, which I, I like to do that as well, just a little bit um, to kind of, again, change directions and, and kind of refocus my energies there. Um, you know, just doing something to keep her hands busy instead of, of noshing on something. Right. Um, so then when I thought about what I do, um, and, and to just, you know, more recently, I know we always talk about being mindful and, you know, all that, but I don't think I was truly ever doing that. <laughs> so I'm just working on being more mindful. So I'm like, okay, I think I want a snack. So I just kind of like, am I really hungry or am I just bored? And like, sometimes like literally I walk to the kitchen and I'm like, and then I walk back and then I walk to the kitchen and I'm like, okay, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I've done that so too. The, <laughs> I know. And then like you look in the fridge thinking something else will magically appear that you want. So like, you know, it's just, 
we all do that. So honestly, if the answer is that I'm bored, then I'll, you know, I kind of have picked up a lot of things that I just kind of have around the house. I have like a word search book. Um, I love the like paint by numbers canvases you can get now, like the adult or coloring books, you know, all these things. So I just pick up one of those and I start working on it. And I really just, you know, that kind of takes my mind off of it. Yeah, I think that's really, um, that kind of like self-check-in is so effective, um, you know, and you really can just then, for one, it distracts you for a few moments, and two, then it just kind of gets to the root of, you know, what is really driving your hunger. Is it real or is it kind of perceived? And even sometimes right. getting a drink of water, maybe adding, um, you know, a lemon to the water, something just to, again, keep your hands busy for a moment, that might be all you need to kind of cure what that like feeling is. Um, but I think that's a really, really great tip. I'm glad you noted that one. I think another one too is just so important to emphasize is we don't want to restrict. So if you really want something, yes. go ahead and have it, you know, you have permission. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If it's there and you know, it's something you would enjoy, it would give you some comfort and put a smile on your face, by all means do it. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, you know, that I wouldn't say no to myself for something like that. Um, you know, and for example, if I'm craving chocolate, maybe what I would do instead of eating an entire chocolate bar, which would probably leave me feeling a little like, uh, not so satisfied, uh, you know, soon after I would pair a little bit of, of chocolate. So maybe a handful of dark chocolate chips with an apple or banana or something else just to like add a little bit more bulk. So get something nutritious out of it, satisfy that, that chocolate craving. So I'm not restricting myself. Um, so it's kind of a win-win. So that could be another approach, you know, or even just, you know, enjoying a smaller amount of something that you're really craving. So maybe it's the potato chips, or the ice cream, just go ahead and have it. We would probably say not to eat right out of the package, not right out of the cart. In. But again, above all, just enjoy what you're, what you're craving. Don't restrict yourself. I have to say my go-to nighttime snack recently has been popcorn because it's like crunchy and it has like that salty flavor and it's just really what I want. So that yeah. satisfies my craving. So yeah, so I think these are all really good ideas from our dietitian team and, you know, okay. So some other, you know, helpful things that we think, um, one would be to try to stick to a normal, you know, meal routine as best you can. And definitely don't skip meals because, mm -hmm. you know, when we get too hungry, you know, that's when we kind of like kind of reach for anything that's there to help satisfy that like ravenous hunger that we have. Um, so just try to stick to a regular eating pattern, you know, based on what you need, when you prefer to eat, you know, even make a schedule if you find it helpful. Um, probably the biggest thing for me is sometimes I will just, you know, I get up, I get ready, I sit at my computer and I start working. And then all of a sudden, like a couple hours have gone by and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't eat breakfast yet. And now I'm starving. So trying to you know, just be like, okay, I need to eat breakfast because I do feel better for the rest of the day if I do that. So that's kind of the one thing that I've noticed. So I'm really trying to stick to my breakfast schedule because normally I'd get up, go to work. As soon as I got to work, I ate breakfast. Like that was kind of like my cue. Right. For some reason, say, I was just going to say in this new routine, um, that just, that totally makes sense that you would just kind of dive right in because your schedule is so different now than in normal circumstances. And you just kind of overlook that very important breakfast. Um, right. you know, if you're a person, so maybe a schedule is kind of what works for you. If you're trying to keep your family on a schedule, for example, or just yourself on a schedule. Um, you know, if you like checklists, maybe it's like breakfast, check, you know, snack, check. Yeah. You know, if that's kind of something that motivates you. a lot of checklists around. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, so that might be something else just to, again, remind yourself because above all, you're going to feel so much better if you get ahead of it and you don't find yourself in that like super ravenous state like Catherine uh, mentioned. 
I think another I was eating breakfast. At like I was eating breakfast at like eleven, and then lunch at like noon. And I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> oh, yeah, mashing them all together there. Um, I know. You know, another one, and this, I, you know, you might think, hey, this is kind of obvious, but I think it's just a good reminder. Um, you know, if you have those types of trigger foods, which you know, really, they're just those foods. They're the salty, sugary types of foods that, when you have them in your home, whether it's in the fridge, the freezer, the pantry, they just speak to you, and they're calling you, especially when you're feeling like a little bored, a little stressed. Um, you know, so simply keeping them out of the house, if that's feasible. Um, now, if you're kind of you know, sharing a home and a pantry with other family members, and it's not realistic to keep this food out, you know, maybe just keep it out of sight. So don't put that right front and center in the refrigerator or in the pantry where you're always in and out. Maybe put it in a more obscure place where everyone else knows it is. And you know it is, but it's not always staring at you, you know, so that every time you open the pantry, you're grabbing a handful of, of potato chips or, or whatever it happens to right. be. I love how you say they speak to you. <laughs> They're just like, they do. I You know you want yeah. to eat all of me right now um so that's just I know to be honest remove it from the house a tip (laughs) yes and to be honest I do do that um but I live alone so it's really easy for me to kind of just keep the foods I want to in the house um yeah that's that is a good one although when I go to my brother's house and like my niece is there and they have their little candy jar I'm totally sneaking candy out of it right right (laughs) (laughs) all right so um so so maybe another thing to do is to try to find other activities that can help to distract you or comfort you and kind of get through that feeling of boredom. And honestly, these are unique to each person. So like Aaron said, you know, and previously they would do puzzles or go for a walk at night. So, you know, other things, you know, if you want to start a journal, if you want to do yoga, you know, set up a phone call with a friend, um, read a book, going for a walk. And let me tell you, I've been going for a lot of walks these days. And I'm not talking like power walking for exercise, like just like a leisurely walk down the road to get some fresh air, just to get outside. Yep, exactly. And it could even be an opportunity, you know, sometimes I feel like I have these little like nagging things on my to-do list and like not necessarily even work-related, but just like life-related, like, you know, oh, I don't even know, like you know, scrub. The I, I know. For example, or, we all have those things. Yeah. So maybe even create a list of those things as kind of distraction types of activities, you know, so you're one, you're winning because you're doing those tasks, getting it off the list, you know, and then you're, you're finding that you're being distracted and then your mind is shifted to something else. As I'm looking through windows here, I'm like, okay, windows, I should probably put window washing on my list there too, <laughs> whatever it is. But, and again, to your point, it's unique to every person. Um, so yeah, just yeah. and to be honest, Yeah. Once you start getting into those things, you're like, wow, this was much easier than I thought it would be. And it really does. It is a good distraction method. So yeah, I like that. So find the things that you can do to kind of distract yourself, keep yourself busy and try to help, you know, get rid of that boredom feeling. So Beth, what is our takeaway tip for the week? You know, I think for this one, first and foremost, you know, give yourself a hug. You know, really, we're all about self-compassion right now um, and really doing a lot of things that you can to protect your mental well-being because it is a very scary time. And, you know, we know that there's a lot of folks out there that are at risk. So, you know, kind of give yourself a hug, reach out if you need help as well. Um, So really just taking this time to slow down and rest, nourish yourself, get enough sleep, and, you know, really be gentle, you know, with yourself. So don't compare yourself to others, you know, kind of like put those perceived weaknesses to the side because they're not productive. Um, You know, don't read anything related to quarantine 15. (laughs) And I just really, uh, you know, stay positive and stay connected, you know, with those around you to, to kind of get you through. 
I love it. That was a great summary. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. You can get in touch with us by joining the Wise Dietitians Facebook group. Simply search for Wise Healthy Bites on Facebook, or you can email us at wisedietitians at wisemarkets.com. The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for a medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.